All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode, episode number one of the John Q. Public Podcast. Today is February 18th of 2023, and, you know, it's really exciting to to get this up and going. Um, it's been something that I've thought about for a while, and... You know, it works for me because I love to talk, but, um, you know, hopefully that, you know, this podcast, uh, this radio show can develop into something that is, yes, I want it to be extremely popular, but, you know, also at the end of the day, it's important that it is something that is thought provoking, something that, you know, allows people to maybe continue conversation, um, grow civility, um, you know, any, any number of positive things that we can have come out of conversation. Because I, I think that, you know, when we stop talking is when the real bad fighting starts. And so hopefully this is something that, you know, yeah, I, I want it to be entertaining. And obviously that and interesting, right? I mean, people look for entertainment value. They look for interesting. They look for topics that they can relate to. Um, and for me, yeah, I, w- I want to come on and I want to be prepared to an extent, but I also want to intentionally be unprepared that, you know, it's completely organic. You know, I might keep some notes scribbled on a paper here before we come on or something, you know, or if I have someone on with me, which my hope is to definitely have guests and, you know, people to come on and, and talk about topics of the day or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I don't want anything to be necessarily off limits. We want it to be clean. You know, we want it to be, you know, family friendly for the most part. Um, you know, and try to limit some of the offensive stuff that's out there. But, you know, let's have it be something that is for the people. And my idea, you know, in the description of the you know, the show referencing the quote-unquote common man, which I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, and, you know, I've got some friends who say that they don't really like the term common man, but, you know, I also think that at the end of the day, yes, there's nothing common about hard work. There's nothing common about the person who, you know, perseveres through the trials and tribulations of life, right? That stuff isn't common. But, the common man is very much just the, you know, like the normal guy, like I'm just a normal guy, you know, and, you know, the people that go through life and they do work hard and, you know, all that celebrities and famous athletes and politicians and right, that's not the common man, you know, that could be, you know, people that are seeking attention or they've got a gift and it makes them popular and it makes them famous and, you know, so, you know, we want to, and not that those people don't deserve a seat at the, you know, the, the table, as it were, but I think that we've seen enough times that, you know, the, the common regular guy has a tremendous amount of common sense, has a tremendous amount of, like, straightforward thinking on things, whereas a lot of times people who get into politics or people who get into the public sphere or, 
you know, athletes, actors, whatever, they might outwardly express certain things that maybe aren't their true character because they're afraid of upsetting people, because they're afraid that their personal opinion, if it's authentic, would, you know, cause them to lose out financially, cause them to lose out on subscribers or followers or whatever. I think it would be great if this show had millions of people subscribing to it. But that's not the point. The point is I want to put it out there and I want it to be something that we can discuss things and we can discuss them just like we're sitting at, you know, the dining room table or just like we're, you know, out to eat at the local Coney Island, you know, something like that. So to start it off, I thought, you know, this could just kind of be an introduction of, you know, what we can get into. And I, I would love to just get into all kinds of stuff. So, you know, if you happen to be listening, first and foremost, thank you, because shows are only successful because of the listening base, because of the participation. Uh, my hope would be to, you know, definitely get this up and going on, you know, YouTube as well, kind of get the visual aspect you know, versus just, you know, just on the radio. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, we want to we wanna strive for something that can reach a lot of different people and something that can be, you know, just really great and, again, entertaining. So, you know, maybe the first thing to get into here is, you know, as we look at the, you know, the world that we're in, right now what if you just stop for a second stop for a minute stop for 10 minutes like literally just stop your day and try to go through and take a minute and think about you know where you're at in the world and what's going on um you know as as the country has you know developed over the last 200 plus years, 250 years really, getting close to it anyway, 1776 to 2023, and you know, some of that time frame is probably debatable a little bit about when it quote unquote started, you know, our founding fathers, but I think one of the things to think about is, you know, it's really interesting people talk about how, you know, our founding fathers would be, or probably are rolling over in their graves, and yeah, I guess it's possible. You know, it's it's entirely possible that the people who founded this country, what their mission was, what their goal was, what their vision was for this country, it's entirely possible that we are, you know, way out in left field from where that started. I do think that, you know, technology has its merits as things have developed over time, right? The old you know, the old thought process of the more technology you have, the faster you can develop new technologies and et cetera. But, you know, I I think that technology does have its place for certain things, but we, I don't know if we can all agree, but, you know, maybe because I'm a, I'm a conservative that, you know, I might have a different opinion on this than someone who's more liberal, but, I feel like, you know, if we look at technology and where we're at 
I think it's fair to say that there are some definite detractors to technology. Um, you know, things like automobiles, things like social media, and, you know, the internet in general, and some of these other platforms. You know, now we've got the, you know, the creation of these artificial intelligence entities that, you know, can very clearly, you know, produce images that look so lifelike, which, you know, yeah, that's fantastic for, like, video games and movies and forms of entertainment, but we look at, like, you know, the damage that could potentially be done if you've got those, you know, if you're familiar with, like, the deep fakes and stuff where, you know, you can take, a say, a celebrity or anything like that and through artificial intelligence, right, you can generate a computer image of that which is so incredibly lifelike and that can be kind of a scary thought i look at too like you look at cars like i I, vehicles i am very much like an old school mentality of the less technology that's in a vehicle the better now granted maybe some of the safety features that come with some of the vehicles backup cameras and, and sensors um you know, with as much as we use GPS or like I do if I'm out driving, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I guess I could see the merit of, you know, GPS capability. But, you know, we look at a lot of these technologies and you look at like all the things that could go wrong in a vehicle, right, with the computer system and, and all that on there. And I'm of the mindset of like, you know, just give me give me a car that gets me from from A to B, right, that I can put in drive, I can put in reverse, you know, and it's got all the functions that I need, heater, AC, that kind of stuff. Uh, You know, I've got a cell phone that can do GPS. I don't need that put into a car. You know, the backup sensors, sure, like, you know, I can take it or leave it. Um, You know, I'm still one that strives to drive. You know, I, I love cars from the you know, the, the early 2000s, you know, give me something from, you know, like 1999 to, to 08, you know, something like that, the old Pontiacs, the old GMs, oh man, the old, uh, the Jeeps from the late 90s, right, some of the motors and engines and, and everything, like, just so reliable versus where some of that goes to now, and then, you know, you include these technologies, and you start to, you know, it starts to inflate the prices. If you look at vehicles nowadays, it's it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, it creates the spiral effect of, you know, the more expensive they are, the more money that people are, you know, financing because, you know, the smallest of a small percentage of people could actually pay cash for a $50,000 plus vehicle. So, you know, everybody's financing and that creates a problem. And so, you know, it's, you know, reading some of the, the news and the articles and, and some of the, the data from, you know, what's going on currently, it's it's entirely possible that right now we're in, you know, an automotive financing bubble. And, you know, at some point that rooster comes home to roost and, you know, that debt gets called in. And if you can't make the payments and, and all that. So it, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we look at like technology, I look at it like for, you know, 
a lot of different areas. It's great. Look at sports. You know, the, the technological advances. Let's look at golf. You know, like the the advances in simulator technology, right? If you if you have played on a simulator recently, you know what I'm talking about. You know, if you got one at home or if you got one locally or, you know, or you go get a fitting or whatever it is. The technology with launch monitors and simulators is incredible with like flight scope and track man and you know we use laser range finders which those have been around for a long long time but like you look at how like pseudo realistic some of these simulators are when you know when you get in there and how accurately they can track a golf ball it's like absolutely incredible um you know but we look at technology and you know the military's always had technological advances going on you know and the military's you know fingers are in every different industry to you know to utilize technology and and stuff that's you know that's out there computers and all that stuff and so it's really like it's really truly interesting if we think about you know where we're at one of the things that's you know kind of scary to me though is if we look at the advances in social media you know I, I remember being in college and you know when Facebook came out what was that like oh oh four oh five something like that and I remember like it was really great it was a really cool platform to you know share what was going on in your life and you know, there wasn't like Facebook Marketplace and Messenger and, and all this stuff. It was purely a platform where like you go on your computer, right? You could post some pictures, you could post a story, you could, you know, some of that stuff. You could, you know, stay in touch, right? Because you could post on someone's Facebook or, you know, whatever it was. And I feel like it was a like a better version of MySpace for those of you that remember MySpace back then. And so you know if we look at where facebook has gone to now the platform of facebook you know if you think about how much politics has impacted facebook it's impacted it in some very negative ways right we don't know how much truth there is to a lot of this stuff of you know like the 2020 election and and some of this other stuff. Was there some nefarious stuff going on behind the scenes? I guess it's entirely possible. But, you know, we'll never get a straight answer. If you, you know, and that's like the truth all through history, right? Anything that big business or the government is involved in, right? we the people, even though we should get the answers, like we will never get the actual answer of what happened, right? layers and layers and layers of legal protections that these entities have and then you you know you get involved with you know the government such as these big entities do that you know it becomes this kind of like twisted environment of control politics and i think that's a good way to look at it is you know i think control politics is a great way to put it political platform to control businesses to subjugate people to you know control things and it's bad and it's really refreshing that a person like elon musk you know takes this approach to kind of fight 
the the control politics aspects of things because if it's truthful that the government at the time whoever you know whoever was involved at the time in say the 2020 election or say like you know most recently you know when you look at how things go from you know like the midterm elections last year as well that if it's true that the government becomes involved with a business for the purpose of you know preventing information from getting out there because the entity perceives that it's going to you know hurt their chances right that's frustrating right as an american citizen i want everything to be fair as possible equitable as possible right level playing field and we have a lot of freedoms with our elections and our political process for someone who you know wants to run for office they really legitimately have a lot of freedoms with how they want to advertise how they want to market their brand right how they want to get votes etc but you know if there's truth to the fact that technology was used to essentially like intentionally negate votes by withholding information or changing information right that's scary and technology has allowed that to happen and it's really really sad because you know you you know if you go through this process and and you as a political entity are trying to take advantage of a system that's not ethical because you want to get in office or you know you want to stay in power or whatever it might be gosh that's scary right as a person who has voted since I was 18 you know so I, I think I might have missed one election somewhere in there but you know I think to the best of my ability I've always tried to vote and it's always been important to me I feel like as as a citizen that's my duty is to try to get informed on the issues to the best of my ability and then make you know make my decision now as as a conservative person right i'm naturally going to want to vote for conservative candidates and there's nothing wrong with that just like there's nothing inherently wrong if someone's liberal and they share those values and and they want to support that political platform i don't you know i don't hold any angst towards someone who's like that i've got friends and family who are liberals and we can disagree on things and that's totally fine right that's the the wonders of you know, the American democracy of a constitutional republic is that we've got the right to have our own opinions. We've got the right to express those in a peaceful manner, right? And so, you know, technology comes along and then you look at the advances in the last, just say the last 20 years, what's happened with computer, video games, social media, you know, what I'm doing, you know, right here, and and all that um, if you look at you know things like electronic applications even right in the world of you know how we do things i mean you can finance a house on the internet right you know we've got you know the ability to connect through social media right if i'm in sales or you know whatever it is and it's absolutely incredible to think about where we're at but again if we stop and think about you know where things are right now i think we you know we've got to look at this and say 
technology in some regards you know has it gotten out of hand and i don't know if that's the right way to put it. it it probably probably has because you look at you know how how things transpire right the instantaneousness of information and how things get out there right we look at the you know the mental health you know the drug use and the mass shootings and all that stuff we've gotten away from the traditional core values of how this country was founded in a lot of ways i would argue that the american society our constitutional republic is much worse off than it used to be even just a few decades ago you know we're at a point you know it's kind of like a crossroads in a way where you know the united states is at a point where you know we as a society really need to do some soul searching and i don't feel like it's all that difficult because the vast majority of people right like use like let's use you know kind of like if we had a case study right so people in general as a group can cause chaos can cause disruption yes they can do good things right people as a group can do good things but if we look at human nature right whether you believe in the writings of the bible or you know any religious text whether you're you know agnostic whether you don't have a you know a faith-based belief of the world you know you believe in science like whatever it is no matter what right human nature typically is destructive right if we look all through human history right human nature not everybody but if we look at human nature it's there um lying stealing cheating right dishonesty taking the shortcut you know um you know being lazy you know all these things like this is all part of human nature and unfortunately it is very strongly coming to fruition with a lot of what is going on in american society and if we look at what what other countries have gone through what other historical societies have gone through right if we look at the greeks the romans um you know through time right the united states have has put itself on track to self-destruct which is a scary thought you know we're we're not quite maybe at you know at like a no turning back point but it's kind of scary to think about where we in on that right if you're a person that believes in in socialism or believes in you know some of the tenets of communism or marxism um you know you're not going to necessarily share my opinion but in a free market capitalist society in a you know constitutional republic right people should be imbued with certain freedoms life liberty pursuit of happiness um thing of it without too much government regulation um but the problem is that over time right the i think ronald reagan said it best that you know and i'm sure maybe someone before him said it as well but 
if you look at you know his speech a time for choosing which i am so looking forward to into really soon but you know uh, a society can't continue down a path of the central government and the central banking system having more and more and more control over the lives of its citizens who are the ones that elect through a voting system the people that are in charge and if the people that are in charge keep you know increasing government programs and increasing government reach right there's going to come a time where we have to have a change in that mentality right the the purpose of whether it's state local whether it's federal right the purpose of a government should be right that it keeps its citizens safe that it secures the national border right as a, as a federal entity you know that it provides relief when needed that it has stores of financial resources for when devastation strikes you know it should be there to you know try to grow economic prosperity but we're in a situation where unfortunately like as you look at it as like a just a normal joe right the government and again as a conservative I'm probably looking at it differently than a liberal or a Marxist or a socialist, but a federal government that is producing fiat currency, right, can't, it can't continue to just endlessly produce new fiat currency without some sort of repercussion. It can't continue to oppress, say, half of its citizens or alienate half of its citizens or more than half, potentially. It can't continue to allow, you know, non-citizens to continue to come into its country unchecked. Um... You know, it can't continue to try to heavily regulate, like, everything for its citizens. And so, you know, we find ourselves in this really precarious situation here where, I, I guess I look at it like, regardless of your political belief, right, whether or not you want, quote unquote, gun control, whether or not you agree with abortion, you know, whether or not you believe in X, Y, or Z. At the end of the day, I guess it like it's shocking to me that the you know that the citizens across this country, like just in general, wouldn't um, you know wouldn't share the same viewpoint that the like let's use as an example the you know the border with with Mexico right now where we've got thousands of people every day 
you know, coming across. I look at it like, you know, if, ask yourself, would Russia, would China, would Australia, would, you know, most any other country, I, I don't think we can just say every country across the board and throw a blanket over it, but let's look at countries that, you know, like, we, we've got our adversaries, right? China, Russia, Iran, right? Do you think that they would just allow thousands of people every day to come across their border? And the answer is no, right? The, the United States government, the federal government, right, just think about the reason why they're allowing this to happen. And it becomes very, very clear as to why they're allowing it to happen. And, you know, if we look at, right, our president, Joe Biden, our vice president, Kamala Harris, and we look at, you know, those two people, right, they have a vested interest, unfortunately, in allowing it to continue because the more people that are allowed to illegally come into this country who are not U.S. citizens, right? It gives the Democratic Party, the liberal party, the liberal political machine, it gives them this basis to continue government programs that provide for people. Because if you, you know, say, say we stopped illegal immigration, like just in general, like, like just go with me for a second. If you completely stopped illegal immigration into this country, like if you, you quite literally, like you had a wall up or whatever, like, but you stopped it, right? The, the conservative populace eventually would get to a point where they are the majority and they not take over, that's not the right way to put it, but become the majority in control of everything. If you continue to allow thousands of people a day or tens of thousands a month or, you know, whatever it is, of people who are, you know, illegal immigrants coming into this country, right, they are very easily influenced into doing certain things because they don't want to be deported. And therefore, you, as the political leadership, hold a lot of power over those people, right? So why would, why would the federal government want that to continue? Because they have voters, right? And this is just an example right? It's not the only thing that's going on. But if you look through the course of, like, U.S. history, some of the absolute worst things that have ever been created by governments, whether that's state or federal, have been created while a Democratic platform member, liberal, was in office. We look at social welfare programs. We look at taxations. You know, things like 
you know where we're at right now with income tax and IRS and you know certain government entities like the FBI the CIA you know if you look all through history now it's not a blanket concept I'm not saying that you know every liberal person who was you know president or in a leadership position made bad choices or created bad government programs you know we can I like to be an equal opportunity finger pointer. We've got plenty of conservatives who have made bad decisions as well. But the overwhelming majority of issues that have come for the American people is from the, the political philosophy of the larger the government is and the more that the government is in a position of people relying on them the better off that the government will be to control the lives of its citizens, which is counterintuitive to what the Founding Fathers wanted, and it's counterintuitive to what people in general should want. But the problem is, you've got enough people in this world, not in this world, in this country, who are getting you know, free things from, from the government that they they quite literally won't go out and get a job or it you know through freebies with the government it continues to perpetuate this cycle of impoverishedness with a large sect of the population it's preventing people from being motivated to go be an entrepreneur it's preventing people from understanding the benefit of going into skilled trades. That's another thing that I want to get into is, you know, how we're losing that. It's an, you know, it's a system that is promoting burying its citizens in debt from the time that they're 18 years old. And that's a, you know, that's another thing that we should get into is that the 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 federal government should never be an entity that encourages or is a means to have its citizens go into debt the government for decades hasn't been able to get itself out of debt so why should it be passing down and i think you know if you know where i'm at with that it's things like student loans right federal student loans um you know all these things we have lost so much as a country over the last several decades that technology has played a big part in completely like shredding the american way now there's a lot of good things with technology as i've touched on but there are some really critical failures that technology has caused there are some really critical failures that you know the government has created a lot of overreach and there's been a lot of catastrophic issues in this country because of it you know we look at all these things and it all adds up into a mess that we're in right now it's a fixable mess, though. That's the thing that drives me crazy, is it's fixable. But the problem is, 
and the, the federal government is a great example of this, right? The problem is you get so far down the road doing so many dumb things, right, that are like layer upon layer upon layer of fiscal failure, layer upon layer upon layer of like misguided decisions or decisions based on I'm trying to get reelected, right? And so, you know, I think that, you know, it's definitely something else that I want to get into, and I don't want to ramble too much longer here. I try to keep these to, you know, a reasonable length. But, you know, we've got some great things to get into, um, you know, coming up. Like I had mentioned, you know, the, the, the loss of skilled trades that we got going on. I think voter ID is another great topic to get into. Um, I talk about, you know, the the debt situation that we're dealing with as a country. I want to get into some sports topics. We've had some pretty incredible things that have happened, you know, recently, whether it's, you know, LeBron James and the scoring title. Maybe we do a little bit about, you know, the <laughs> the GOAT conversation since we've had a few of those pop up with Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and, and some of these other things. Um, you know, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas and the golf arena. You know, and we we can dive into some other stuff. I got a couple of books I've been you know reading. Maybe we dive into some of that. Um, but I want to thank you for listening. Um, I know it's just me right now. Again, I'd, I'd like to have some conversations with some people on some stuff. Um, you know that we can dive into. You know, again, I want to touch on a lot of different topics. You know, politics is is obviously always an easy one. Uh, the mess that some of some of this has been, you know, really, really messy, particularly the last six, seven, eight years. But, you know, it's something that's, you know, not fixable, as it were. So, uh, thanks for listening to, you know, Epico, whatever we want to call it. Um, I look forward to, you know, the next one coming out. And uh, hope everybody has a great day. Again, thank you for listening. Um, please you know, subscribe, give it a thumbs up, you know, whatever it needs to do. Try to keep everything fresh. Um, and, you know, really looking forward to, you know, what I got coming down the, uh, the pipeline here over the next, you know, little while of, of getting into things. So, um, yeah, again, thanks very much for listening and I'll look forward to our engagement next time. Take care.